Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, November 24th. S&P futures are rallying 25 points. That's about 70 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 43 points. That's about 36 basis points. So you're seeing continuation of what you saw on Monday with outperformance in cyclical value and underperformance in tech, although on an absolute basis, tech is, is really not aggressively coming for sale. Um, in Europe, the major indices are up 60 to 100 basis points. You're seeing very, very pronounced outperformance in cyclical value epicenter names in Europe. So autos, basic resources, banks, energy, and then especially a lot of the travel aerospace names, again, the ones that are most impacted by the pandemic, are um, experienced very large spikes. So Carnival, Rolls-Royce, Accor, Lufthansa, et cetera. Those types of names are very strong in Europe. So similar to what you saw in the US, again, continuation of that rotation trade. Asia was a little bit more mixed. You saw um, a lot of strength in Japan and then um, weakness, relative weakness in mainland China and Hong Kong. So obviously you're seeing a continuation of the recent rally higher. Um, you know, a lot of the drivers were out on Monday. So again, for three consecutive Mondays now, you've been hit with positive vaccine data, um, starting with Pfizer and then Moderna. And then yesterday you had AstraZeneca. The AstraZeneca data does deserve an asterisk to some extent. There certainly um, was not, it was not as clean a presentation as what you saw out of Pfizer and Moderna. Um, you know, a lot of people are taking issue with this kind of dose and a half, 90% efficacy number. Um, but I think it's sort of somewhat irrelevant. I think, nevertheless, in aggregate, the vaccine process is moving along at a faster pace than expected. The data has been stronger than expected, even if you want to discount AstraZeneca. Um, you know, you are going to see approvals take place. Pfizer could see the uh, FDA give it um, emergency use authorization by the middle of December, uh, and then shipments will proceed immediately thereafter. So you could start to see the vaccination process kick off before the end of this year and then accelerate throughout the beginning of 2021. Um, you know, so in the near term, again, you are in this it's, it's kind of perverse environment where you're seeing estimates get marked lower. You know, you had a bunch of sell-side firms yesterday lower their Q1, um, their Q4 and Q, Q1 GDP forecasts, um, which would follow. And that's, you know, we've seen that now for a couple of days. Um, but I think investors are looking through that just given, you know, that by, you know, March, April, May timeframe, you could be looking at the end of the pandemic. Um, and I think that's really kind of what's powering a lot of what you've seen in the market. And as far as rotation is concerned, again, this is now several weeks old. You know, really, if you go back to the beginning of September, where you start to see, you start, you saw tech really begin to crack around that time frame. Um, but despite all the attention that's been paid to it, the market has not really adjusted. So if you do, um, you know, if you if you are going to start talking about a fully vaccinated economy in the end of the pandemic, um, you know, by the end of Q1 of 2021, the market has a lot of adjusting to do in terms of just positioning. Um, and a lot of these stocks are going to overshoot what the underlying fundamentals that goes for tech on the downside. And then, you know, some of these cyclical value epicenter names on the upside. Um, but nevertheless, you do, you have a lot of positioning that needs to adjust. Um, if you are going to see kind of this, again, the pandemic come to, uh, a conclusion in the coming months. Um, as far as overnight news, so you had the General Services Administration, the GSA in the U.S. government, formally declare Biden the winner of the election. So that kicks off this formal transition process. Um, Biden will now be given federal resources, federal funds to help pay for the transition. You'll start to see coordination between Biden's team and their counterparts in the Trump administration. Um, you know, again, that really should not constitute news. Um, you know, that 
but I think there were some lingering down to the market about the transition and whether or not it would actually take place. There shouldn't have been any doubt. Um, but again, that kind of removes um, a mild risk to the market. So that is contributing as well. Um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of attention being paid to Yellen's selection as treasury secretary. Um, that has not been formally confirmed, by the way, but it's reported in essentially every single media outlet. So it looks like it will. Um, it, it looks like it's essentially guaranteed. Um, but just the coordination of Yellen and Powell at the Fed and how this could kind of, um, you know, lead to a, you know, an enormous kind of um, blitz of stimulus in 2021 as the Biden um, campaign. I'm sorry, as the, as the Biden presidency focuses on reviving the economy. Um, you know, I think the as far as Washington is concerned. You know, the last major area of uncertainty now is just the Georgia runoffs on January 5th, as that will determine the composition of the Senate. And then obviously that will play into kind of what happens in terms of fiscal stimulus versus tax hikes. Um, you know, based on where everything stands now, the market assumes the Republicans will win at least one of those seats. They only have to win one to retain the majority. Um, and that probably is a safe assumption. I think Trump, to the extent he kind of um, gives up on on this quest of contesting the election results. I think that helps Republicans in the Senate. I think um, you know the Trump legal campaign against the election results was starting to weigh on Republican poll figures in Georgia. So again, to the extent he gives that up and actually starts to campaign um, for Purdue and Loeffler in Georgia, that should help Republicans um, you know retain that uh, retain their majority. Um, in terms, those are all the major topics, you know, a lot of the major, other major macro themes are largely unchanged from Monday. So on fiscal stimulus, you are seeing a lot of articles appear talking about how Democrats are under pressure to reduce their ask, um, in order to reach a compromise with Republicans during the lame duck. So there was a big New York Times article Sunday night, um, which the Biden campaign sort of denied, but also didn't deny just about how Biden is urging Pelosi and Schumer to reduce their ask again to strike a compromise with Republicans, um, and then another article came out overnight, um, you know, talking about the same theme. So the odds of a lame duck fiscal deal probably are a little bit higher. I still think though that you're looking at after the inauguration in January 20th um, before you you see real substantive incremental fiscal measures. Um, Central banks, though, in December look like they they will be taking action. Um, the ECB is guaranteed to act on December 10th. They've all but stated that they will act on that date. Um, the Fed on the 16th is a little bit less certain, but it looks like you will see some action out of the Fed on that date, um, You know, shifting their bond purchases towards the um, out further on the curve. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Uh, the calendar for Tuesday is... It's very, very busy on earnings. So you have a lot of companies that normally would be reporting throughout the course of this week um, are going to kind of just jam everything into today, given the holidays. So um, Analog Devices, Best Buy, Dick's Sporting Goods, Dollar Tree, uh, Medtronic, Dell, Autodesk, HP, Gap, Nordstrom are just some of the names. There's a lot more. So I'll be having updates on all of those throughout the day. Um, no real major macro news on today's calendar. Um, and then just uh, as a housekeeping note, there I will not be publishing um, content on Friday the 27th, barring some type of um, you know enormous piece of un, un, unscheduled news. Um, and then there will also not be a podcast on that day, Friday, November 27th. Uh, so that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.